For over 5,000 years of documented history, people have been using the cannabis plant as medicine. From ancient Chinese medical journals to the modern-day dispensaries, cannabis and its many medical uses have found their way to every continent on Earth. Today, as the prohibition against this plant is slowly being lifted around the world and our technological capacity grows exponentially, we finally have the opportunity to discover what this plant is truly capable of. Please join me, Matthew Myro, as I speak with the remarkable innovators working at the cutting edge of these discoveries. This is the Edge of Cannabis Medicine. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to this episode of the Edge of Cannabis Medicine podcast. You're here because you want to know the latest and best information out there about medical cannabis. And you know that this show is the place to get that information. So if you're liking what we're putting out there, take a moment as soon as you're done listening to this head over to Apple, head over to Stitcher, Overcast, or wherever it is that you like to listen to your favorite podcasts, leave us a rating, show us those five stars, let us know that we are bringing you the quality information and guests that you expect, because we feel like we are. We love our guests, and we love doing this show. So we can keep bringing you incredible guests like this week's. This week's guest is David Cooey, and David has a very cool app. He is the CEO of Jointly, and it is one of the very first places I've seen that focuses specifically on you the patient, the consumer, you who wants to better understand your own personal experience using cannabis medicine. If you haven't, go over and download this app jointly. It will help you by teaching you exactly what it might be and what the best circumstances are for you to consume your medicine. Super cool. We get into all the details of it in this show. So make sure to stick around and you get to get all the details for yourself. And without further ado, here is the interview with Mr. David Cooey. I am Matthew Myro, and this is the Edge of Cannabis Medicine podcast, and today's guest is Mr. David Cooey. David's 25-year professional career includes experience in corporate finance, operations management, and entrepreneurship. He has been involved in the manufacture of trucks and diesel engines, the development of distribution network management software, the design and management of large-scale warehousing and fulfillment operations, and the management of customer service and marketing organizations, all sorts of different stuff. David is also the founder of Santa Monica Mountain Cyclery, which he built from scratch into one of the best and most well-regarded bicycle retailers in Southern California. And his energies are now focused on his role as the co-founder and CEO of Jointly, a consumer-driven product usage and data platform serving the legal cannabis market. David has a BA from Northwestern University and an MBA from the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. And he's also an accomplished endurance athlete and mountaineer, having competed five times in the World Multisport Championship and climbed peaks around the world. He also plays the banjo, although not very well. David, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm Um, really excited to have you here. I'll I'll add to the intro as well that... uh, you know, when I, I listened to a number of your podcasts in, in preparation for our conversation and, and you've had some really impressive 
people on on the show, like PhDs and researchers and doctors. And um, so when people listen to what I have to say, think of me as an enthusiastic patient who's good with numbers, basically. That's great. That's, That's perfect. And I, I love to have enthusiastic patients on the show too. So we need more of you. Cool. Well, let's jump right in. I'm I'm excited to hear about your journey. You were doing all kinds of different things in the business world and with entrepreneurship. And now you find yourself in the cannabis industry. So if you don't mind sharing a little bit of that journey. Uh, sure. I'd be happy to. There's, it, was a, it was a path I would have never predicted if you would have asked me, would you expect to be in the cannabis industry 10 years ago, I would have probably laughed. And and I, I grew up in the 80s in Chicago. So the the stigma was well ingrained into my childhood. Drugs are bad. Weed is for stoners. People smoke to get high. I, I, filed, I filed, filed those things away in my brain and, and never really gave cannabis a second thought. Sure. Uh, the, uh, then, the, the crack in the eggs in the pan. Now right, your brain yeah, looks yeah. like on drugs. Yep, yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. grew, grew up with that uh, in, you know, well ingrained into my into my psyche. And so when I came out to California, I started, that's when my eyes started to open a little bit to the possibilities and the benefits of cannabis, uh, have, because California at the time had a medical program. I hadn't, I, I, at the time, I didn't even know much about edibles. At, 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 at that time, an edible to me was, the most you'd hear about it was the pot brownie that somebody ate and couldn't get off the couch. So it, it, it never, it, I didn't understand the appeal. It was outside my, my umvelt is what I call it. And uh, somewhere along the way, I started to hear that people would use cannabis CBD for uh, to relieve their anxiety. Um, and I'm always I'm a person who can be a little bit anxious. Um, uh, and and so I was kind of interested in that. And and I was interested in in the idea that you could ingest it without smoking because I always still thought of weed as smoking. And so I, and I didn't never wanted to put anything in my lungs. So um, and I'm still not a smoker, um, but I now love a number of other ingestion methods. Uh, and so basically what happened is I, I started experimenting with, with cannabis edibles uh, early on in the medical program. But what happened for, to me personally was sometimes I'd be more relaxed and happier than ever before. And I, and I, I felt great. I loved the effects. It was, it, it was calmer. I was sleeping better. I, I used to take Advil for my back pain and I would no longer need to take Advil. And like, just like I, I was starting to see the benefits but at the same time, my experience was very inconsistent. Like sometimes you'd, you'd take the same dose of the same product and you'd have a great experience. Then later you take the same dose of the same product and it does nothing. Then you take the same dose of the same product and you get paranoid and uncomfortable. And, and I didn't like that. And so being a person that is a bit obsessed with numbers and measuring things, what I did at the time as a patient with limited information was I tried to ask everybody I could find as many experts and doctors and Google and everything else, what are the factors that can influence your cannabis experience, make it a good experience, a bad experience. And it's the product type that as you know, many of your guests discuss these things now and, and are, have taken the subject so much further than it was back then. Um, but uh, it, it's the product type, the dose, how long you wait between doses, environment, who you're with. There's so many things that can impact your experience. And so I, built myself a little tool to to track those things. And I would record my, it was like a cannabis journal. I would record my dose and the product I took. Uh, and I would document these other factors that can influence your results. And then I'd rate my experience. And I just, I made it for myself. I used the data that I gathered on my own usage 
to dial in my own experience so I could get more consistent, reliable results and avoid the side effects and, you know, I figure out like the right kind of dose to get the effect that I wanted and, um, and the right time to wait between doses so that a tolerance isn't built up and all that kind of stuff. And I really started to enjoy it more. And then I, I put that away and, and filed it away and, uh, kept working on my bicycle shop. And, and, uh, then we fast forward to 2018 or so. My friend Eric, who's my partner in this this new business, um, he uh, wanted to buy a bicycle, so he he came to uh, to my shop and bought a bicycle, and we we were riding bikes together. And he knew how much I loved cannabis, and and that uh, that I had some extra time in my schedule to to explore new businesses. So we started talking about uh, starting a cannabis business. Um, and given the all the experiences I've had in my corporate life. Uh, uh, we thought about becoming a, a manufacturer, like a vape oil manufacturer. It's like, that's something I, I can figure out how to set that up and, and make a business out of that. And as we got into looking at that, we started to see the way that, that, that people were marketing things these days. Like it's, it's, it's a sleep pen. It's a, it's a bliss pen. It's a relax edible. It's a anxiety. You know, they, they, they sell it based on the benefit that it has. But we, we started to ask ourselves, well, how, how does a consumer know which of these is good and how does a product brand man, brand manufacturer know if if their products are effective and if their customers are having a good experience with them? So we decided, long story short, uh, that we'd be a can't we we'd put a little QR code on our pen and they'd scan they'd scan it they'd scan our sleep pen as they were using it and then they'd report back to us on how well it was working um, and then we'd use that to make better products. That was going to be that's was going to be what we would do uh, and then uh, somewhere along the way. I remembered that tool I had made uh, probably a decade earlier, uh, and we, we were going to build that into our app that we were going to make. And it would then it would then we'd both get pr product feedback so we could make our products better, and we'd help our customers learn how to use the products most effectively. So well, this is this sounds like a fun business we could make, right? Um, and then somewhere along the line, we realized that that with the, through the complications of licensing and real estate and all, legal issues and banking and everything else, that starting a manufacturer might be Bit more complicated than than what we wanted to take on, and and that maybe 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 the the business and service that we wanted to offer was this app that we could make that would that would help people uh, get the most from their cannabis experience, and then and then that's how that's how I got here. That's so great, <laughs> and so we're going to dive deep into it, but I just want to commend you on on recognizing the possibilities of ancillary organizations around the cannabis industry, because you've watched it grow in California. I've watched it grow this whole time. And it, uh, it's been a bit of a land grab in the last four or five years. And people want to just grow as much as possible to create as much oil as possible and just product, 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 product. And yep. there's been, in my opinion, a, a great lack of support around the industry. And so Finding about about jointly and and learning more about what you guys are doing was really a breath of fresh air, and I, I'd love to hear your story and how you came to it, and it's such an important thing. So, let's go into it. What what does jointly do, and how are we benefiting from it? Sure. Um, well, right now uh, we've just got an iPhone app, so apologies to the Android users that that should be done in four to six weeks. And what it is, the way it works, is a consumer downloads the app, puts it on their phone, just like any other app from the App Store. And the way we want people to use it is they, each time they use cannabis or often when they use cannabis, they, they basically create a report, a usage report that documents their experience. They, they, it starts with a goal. Um, and we, we, we include like the 11 most common 
like wellness goals that people have for using cannabis, anxiety reduction, pain management, relaxation, better sleep. So they, they document, okay, here was my goal for this session. This is what I wanted to get out of it. Um, and here's the product I used. And we've built a product database that was a lot of work of about, we, I think we have about 1,200 brands and 35,000 products in our database now with pictures and, and descriptions and cannabinoid profiles and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and so they select their goal. They select the product they use, they input their dose, um, and then they rate how well that product helped them achieve their goals, basically. Um, and so on a scale of one to 10, you're like, okay, I, t I take this because of my anxiety. I took this edible, it was five milligrams, it was this product. And then I say, uh, you know, I'd say it was about an eight out of 10 this time. And then, and then after that step, you go on and you document what we call the 15 factors that can impact your experience. And that's... Uh, your time between doses, your level of hydration, how full your stomach is, uh, whether you exercise that day, whom you're with, and uh, and and so on, and and then after somebody submits a number of reports, we uh, the app begins to present present them with analytics, basically that they can use to realize that well, I didn't realize how important hydration was to the quality of my experience, or if I wait six hours between doses instead of four. I'm, I rate things higher and using that analytics, you can kind of dial in and tweak your, the, like the way you're, you're using the products, uh, and, and get better results. And so we're right now, we've got our data shows that if somebody, uh, creates at least 10 usage reports on our app, the, the ratings that they give to the same product on their 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th report are 38% higher than when from then their first then the average ratings on their first five reports and so basically they're taking this the same product they were using before and using it more effectively so they rate it higher so they, they use the analytics to get better results and then uh and then feel better and so that's uh <laughs> i love that i really fun. love that you know yeah. it it's it's one of those things like it's kind of a drag to to pun intended maybe to uh uh to <laughs> to track your usage you know it's work it's but it's it's a lot like I think of it as a lot like exercising or eating a good diet. It's like something you know that you can benefit from if you do it, but it's sometimes it's hard to get yourself to do. Like that's what, uh, that, that's kind of how I think about jointly for myself right now is, it, you know, you don't necessarily always feel like going on an app and logging your, 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 your usage. Cause you know, you're relaxed and you're chilling, you're having a good time or whatever. But if you put the time in to do it, you can, you can really improve the way you're feeling and, and, find out that you know you can get the same effect for uh, with less dose and then you're spending less money and and uh, you know, there's all kinds of uh, benefits so it's it's yeah it's great exciting. so yeah. when i first started digging into it my first thought was like wow that's kind of a lot of extra work for a stoner but <laughs> right but then i started really thinking about it and um i love beer as well and i and I know a lot of my friends do and rate beer is an app that they use religiously. They're always adding in the new beers and every time they try something, they take the time to talk about all the, the tasting notes and blah, 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 all about it. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking about that. I was like, Oh, there is a very energetic and excited and enthusiastic cannabis crowd. That's for mm -hmm. sure. And then I, I immediately saw that this crowd would probably love 
geeking out on this kind of thing and tracking all of this and, and being able to show results. I mean, 38% is no small improvement. And that's yeah, quite significant. A, we've been happy to see that. And and it does it does a bunch of other neat things. Like it keeps track of the products you've used and which ones have worked best for you. So when you're when when it's time to go shopping again, uh you can see which 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 products have worked worked best for you and, and choose to buy that again. Um and you can keep track of your favorite products and and then the other the other side of the app basically is is as each of us is using the app to optimize our own experience and we make these ratings on on the products uh that we're using you can you can use another feature in the app to look and see what products have been most effective for other people for the same goals and then you can break it down by product type and and cannabinoid profile and we even have a section where it where you can where you can see the products that have worked best for people with your same age, weight, and gender. So it's like it's it's we're trying to be more specific in the recommendations, and and so you can use that as a way to discover products that may work better for you than the ones you're using now. So, That's um, great. And is this are these products national? Uh, yes, we've got. As you know, each state has its own kind of set of products and brands and so on. And some some brands work across state, but for the most part, it's state specific. But our database is 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 built out across all 50 states and then it, uh and then obviously for the hemp cbd products that are now legal for the most part nationally um those are those are in there as well for for people to use to if they're if they're only using a hemp cbd style products so those are available in all 50 states as well cool and does it have the capacity for additions so you know, somebody in ohio for example doesn't have the list of products that you have in there, but they have a whole other different organizations. Can you add that in as they go? Um, yes, you can. Uh, we, we, as you're creating a report, there's a little button that says, can't find what you're looking for. And if you tap that, you tell us about the product you're using, you can take a picture of it and you submit it to us. And one of somebody on our, uh, on our team here, uh, we, we promise to add all, all legal products that are suggested to us within 24 hours. So, so we we add the product to our database because we we have we we check and make sure it's a legal and licensed product first basically uh, um, and then we we email the person back with a link that they can use to continue their report and 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 then and then the product is in our database and that's how we found a lot of brands too because it's not there's nowhere that you can go and there's so many brands popping up all across the country in so many states that we we clearly don't have them all yet so when somebody suggests a new product we don't we, we not only add that product but we're like oh there's this whole brand we haven't heard of yet that needs to needs to be in our database so so we add it and then it's, then it's there for everybody to see and it can grow a lot because uh, there's thousands and thousands of strains at this point and, and right. then each each brand may be growing their version of that strain and it it can change a lot over time i'm sure for sure. Yeah. The, the, the maintenance of that database going forward is a big thing that we were thinking about and working on is how to, how do we keep it? Cause it's, it's in really good shape right now, but we want to make sure it's, it gets better and better with time and more accurate and more complete. And, and, uh, and that we, we keep track of new product announcements and, and products that are no longer available and all that. That's, that's, that's some of the work that we do to make sure people have a good experience. You know? So what kind of traction are you guys getting? What are, what's the feedback? If you would have asked me that, in September of last year, I would have been less confident because last year we were still working on the design of the app, the interface, the user experience, the messaging, like how do we describe, because it's not an easy thing to describe to people like for me, in a, in, the, in a very short number of words, like what what we've made and what we can, what it can do for people. But um, in the last three or four months or so, it's really started to, uh, 
to take off of it. And I'm, 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 I'm excited about it. we're, we're going to have, we're going to get as many downloads in January as we did all last year from April. We launched it, we launched it in April, 2020, which I've always thought is a fun coincidence because that's 420 from April through December. Uh, we'll get more users in, in, in January than we did in that whole time frame. Um, the feedback we're getting from people is great. We, we, we uh, when somebody has submitted a certain number of reports, I often will send them a personal email or something like that and, and just be like, hey, I just want to check and see what you think of the app and how it could be better. And what, do you have any ideas for how we could make it easier to use? And is there a 16th thing we should help you track instead of just the 15 things? And and the responses we've, been, uh, we've gotten have been really positive and that's made me pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> and so with the data, I'm assuming it's all anonymous. Yes. Um, we just, when somebody signs up, it's just username and password and email. Um, we don't ask for any other identifying information. And then when somebody's using the app, no one else can see your usage or it's not like a, there's no social aspect to the app where, where you're, somebody's seen how much cannabis you're using or what you, uh, you can share your favorite brands and products with other people if you want to, like email them to them or, Hey, check out this product unjointly. But there's no, uh, the, the reports you file are all confidential and, and anonymized. And we're not going to be in the business of, of, uh, you know, we know there's a, a lot of trust that people are putting in us to, to, if they're documenting their drug uses with us, basically. And so we've, we've done everything we can to, you know, even when I look at the database on my end and the back end, it's all of the, all of the, users information is encrypted in 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 codes that I, you can a human can't even recognize so so it's uh we've been very careful about that that's great so how do you see this moving forward i mean it, it, with all that anonymizing and encryption it seems like it would be hipaa compliant if you wanted to move fully into the medical world yeah there's um that's a very good question and and that's one of the questions i'm going to spend a lot of time in 2021 answering and implementing because right now we, we, we do just have this tool. Uh, it's a consumer facing tool, but I've been talking to some doctors and nurses that would, that, that, that are also enthusiastic about what we've built. And a lot of, they would love to see like a, a provider dashboard kind of thing where they could prescribe cannabis or a, a coach could advise someone on, on using a certain strain or, or, or a certain set of cannabinoids for whatever their condition is. And then the, 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 the doctor or the provider could could use that that dashboard to monitor that patient's progress over time and see is the thing that I prescribed for them working in the way that I had planned. So they if they see, you know, we could we could very easily we, we've got some designs in the works where where it can alert them if somebody's had a bad experience or if someone's getting rating things consistently if they're taking something to manage their pain and they're they're consistently saying it's not working, you know, that's great feedback for the doctor and they want to know that uh, so they can intervene and change. The treatment plan or, or, or help the person with whatever they're struggling with. So that's one uh, uh, direction we can see taking it for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, incredible. What, what a tremendous tool that would be for these physicians. Cause as you mentioned, I've, I've been blessed to speak to a lot of really high level professionals in this field that have been doing it for a very long time, thousands of patients and things like right. that. Yeah. And they're always very careful to mention their colleagues that may be trepidatious about entering into the field because they don't know much about cannabis. They're curious about it and have had their patients ask them, but they don't know. Having a tool like this at their disposal, where you're talking like this uh, provider dashboard, if you will, to be able to go in and, and f with confidence be able to recommend things to their patients would be such an asset to their practice. 
I'm excited to put that together because I think that could be pretty useful to folks. Yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah. And so you mentioned this being a tool also to be able to help remove the stigma around it for early users. What, what kind of tools are you using to encourage that? You know, if I think back to myself back in the, in the medical program days, if I, if I would have had something like this or the, the, like, what's a good way to answer that? The, there's so many people out in the world today in, that don't, that are not able to experience the benefits of cannabis because it's either illegal or because, or maybe it's legal and they were like the, the me of yesteryear that, that thought it was just for stoners and it wasn't a wellness tool. Or, and the way that we think we can help with that is by providing a platform where people can come to understand here's, here are the common wellness reasons why people use cannabis. And, and a lot of, you know, to people in the industry, those are fairly well known at this point, but to people outside that are still have that stigma in mind, you know, you know, there are, there are a lot of people still out there that don't realize that cannabis can help them sleep better or that cannabis can reduce their anxiety or that, you know, cannabis can, you know, be a good alternative to drinking. And so when we put, to, when we kind of were thinking about how we wanted to present ourselves to the world jointly, on the one hand, you can think of it as a tool to help you get a better high. And then on the other hand, you can think of it as a tool to help reduce your anxiety or a tool to improve your sleep. And so that when, when we present ourselves to the world and all of the kind of how to frequently asked questions, all the, the, the content we've created for our websites and our app is all centered around the wellness objectives that you can, that you can have in your, in your cannabis usage and, and, and how to go about achieving those goals is what we call it. What's your, what are your wellness goals? And so I think that paradigm is a helpful one. And it, it also supports what the industry is doing already in, in all those kind of effects-based products. Uh, and so for me, strains have always been a little overwhelming, you know, like there's so many of them, they have all these crazy names, like, I, you know, it, there's no, it's just, it's hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around. So the strain based way of seeing the world for me, at least never, never quite sunk in. And so I've, I've always seen it as an effects based kind of product. And, and there are definitely true that certain strains have certain effects, but by, and, 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 and we do document the strain type as, as like a, characteristic of a product in the app but but the way we see it is more about effects based kind of uh products so i think by helping provide that paradigm for people and then and then trying to introduce our app uh as a tool for new people to get into cannabis it's uh hopefully going to bring more people in and if it's not for them that's fine too but if but it, but it gives them a gives them a fighting chance at at having a good experience and and not taking too much and not uh not having a bad experience so. Yeah, and one thing that has been shocking to me is just the still small number of medical cannabis patients around the country. You know, there's all sorts of statistics. Something like 290 million residents live in states with a medical cannabis program, yet there's roughly four, four and a half million patients around the country. And then um, 100 million people in this country say that they have chronic pain. Right. That's huge. I mean, and it seems like one that. of the most studied ailments for cannabis is chronic pain. And it, it seems like there's a tremendous opportunity out there to reach a new demographic. And um, I know advertising is dicey in the cannabis world. And what kind of things have you been able to do to really get the word out? That's been a challenge for us because, like you said, there's a lot of restrictions uh, in place that prevent a lot of the traditional methods of advertising and so 
um, we've done some, you know, paid advertising and industry publications and stuff just to kind of bring some awareness and, and, and get the word out. A program that I'm, that we're just kind of launching now that I'm excited about, we're calling, uh, we're calling it like the jointly wellness leader program. And what we're, what we're doing is as I've gotten to know the cannabis industry over the years, I've found and met all these great people that are, are doing great work to get the word out about the benefits of cannabis and overcoming the stigma. And they're, they're usually people like yourself and doctors and nurses and advocates and speakers and authors and researchers and people. There's a lot of people in this industry that are just enthusiastic about it. And that's the reason they're here. Right. And so we're creating, we're creating this community of wellness leaders. We're basically going to, people can apply for it on our website, basically. And then we're going to write profiles of our, uh, of them that they can then share on their social media, share it on their blogs, their websites. It's like, here's, here's a, here's a jointly wellness leader. A pro, here's a profile of the good things this person is doing to advance the cause of cannabis wellness. And, and we support that. And, and people seem very interested in doing that too, because we, we kind of share a common mission with them, like jointly as a tool that people can use to help themselves feel better using cannabis. And they these are people who have also committed their lives and, and professions to helping people feel better with cannabis. And so we think we can help them do that, but more and, and, and then they can help us get the word out about jointly. So we're, we're taking a very organic approach to it, I guess you'd say, because I think, I think that's the most kind of genuine way to go about it. And, uh, and, and it's also, you know, we're, we're not, we're not looking to buy billboards or, or Super Bowl commercial commercials or anything like that at this point. We're just, so we're just, we're just trying to, uh, trying to get the word out so this thing can can help people and and uh um and that that organic way kind of seems seems so far to be the the best way to go about it just out of curiosity so is the app free is it a paid app um the app is uh free for for all the features in it are free and it and it has no advertising it either it's just a it's just a wellness tool okay so how are you guys going to make money <laughs> there are a few ideas we have for that um because we do eventually have bills to pay uh <laughs> I think the number one thing is right now a bad experience people have in our app, not really bad, but it, it's an opportunity for us when they identify a product that they want to, to try to use. They use our product discovery tool. They can filter by flavor and cannabinoids and, and product type and all that. And they're like, Oh, I found this peppermint tincture that one-to-one tincture that I is really rated highly by other users for, for improving sleep. I want to try this right now. I'll, I'll, we have a link in the app that's just it's just a find stores button and you click it and it opens up uh, a, it opens up as a browser window in the app and it shows you uh, that basically that brand's store lo- locator page. So that's not a great experience because then you have to go figure out who has it in stock and all that kind of stuff. We think we can well we're, we're building a, a, a integration tool that will integrate our database. Uh, with the databases of the point of sale software providers of, of dispensaries and delivery services. And so we'll be able to connect their inventory to our database and be able to tell that user when they find that product where they can, where they can buy it. Basically, we can't be involved in the sale of it because of all the licensing and legal issues, of course. But, but, uh, we think that could be a, uh, a valuable service that we could, or a valuable benefit that we could provide to stores and delivery services, basically present them with customers and orders. Um, and so we're hoping, uh, we're hoping they'd be willing to pay us for, for that uh, service, uh, <laughs> and we, we are. We have some 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 stores and delivery services we're we're talking to already as kind of pilot programs because as you're developing that technology, you need to test it and and 
and and so on. So we're, that's the that's one of the things we're working on now. We think there's an opportunity there to, uh, as they as people say in in, in the app business, monetize the app, right? Uh, um, but uh, but for for now, in terms of what I'm spending most of my time on, it's on improving the user experience and and making it better and better. But we do have that out in the future. And then the other way is that we think this the anonymized data that we have about the way that people are using products and what what's effective for them and what's not and what their goals are. And we think there are ways that that data could be interesting to manufacturers and growers. If you're trying to develop a new a, a new product for pain management, like wouldn't it help to know what's working for people, which, which combinations of cannabinoids are working? Is there differences between male and female? Is there differences by age group? How does it vary by dose? All that, all that stuff that, uh, that we'll have that we do have in, in our database um, that we think uh, could be helpful to people to make, to make better products. Um, and so we think there's an opportunity to make uh, hopefully some money there. <laughs> and then, um, and then the other benefit that's not something where I don't plan to make, try to make money from, but I think that data could also be really helpful to the right educator or researcher, or like some of the, some of your guests may be PhD academic people that are trying to that are like on the cutting edge of, of these, these topics. I would, I, I don't want to sell them our data. I want to give it to them. You know, I want to, I, I would love, I would, and it would be dream come true if, if the data that we are able to basically all contribute by, by trying to optimize our own usage could be used by those experts to, to, to advance the whole subject. Because I don't, as far as I know, um, there aren't a lot of sources for that data out in the world. And, and if there are listeners out there who have ideas for how they'd like to use our data to make the world a better place, I'd please, please call me. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, there aren't a lot of sources. I know there's a Canadian source, Strain Print, which is yes, yeah. um, I'm not doing the exact same thing as you, obviously, but a uh, similar kind of thing. Yeah, totally there's, they've got a neat app too. I've, I've, I've played with that quite a bit. It's a slightly different take on it. Um, and it doesn't have the, the, what would you call it? Kind of the wellness factors that correlate with an experience about hydration and, and like the thing, the things that you can do you're beyond the product that, that you can do to improve your experience. That, that's kind of independent of the product that you're using. That's yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite features of what jointly does. I think it's so interesting and I, I'm excited to play with it myself to figure out if I'm, I'm a bit of a biohacker. So I like to get into all that, but you know, a fed or fasted state, what's going to affect me better or, or the, even like the, length of a drag on a vape pen or all these different factors that I think that could really, really help my experience. And I imagine that would be the same for so many people around the country. For me too, it ends up that the thing, the, the things you can do to have the better experience really depend on your goal too. So like we're finding, and, and we, you know, it's been so much fun for me to have this data because I'm learning so much too. Like people who are trying to stimulate their creativity using uh that's one of the goals we support using cannabis are more successful in doing so when they're less hydrated so far in the numbers right but if you're trying to if you're trying to relax or sleep better or manage pain hydration is really important you got to drink your water right and 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 so if, if you look at the way people rate a product that are fully hydrated and they're trying to sleep better they rate it like 30 percent higher than people who say they took it when they were dehydrated to sleep better so it's like it's and, and it's fascinating. Yeah, it's 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 been really it's it's really neat. And 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 I'm I've always been a person who's you know been obsessed with data and numbers and measuring things and and that's what that's that's why I made it for myself in the first place. And now now it's fun to see other people kind of on that same journey. It's it's been pretty 
pretty pretty fascinating to 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 watch. Sure. And is this agnostic to adult use or or medical? Does it matter to you? Um, the yeah, it kind of is. Uh, the the way I see it, at least, and I could be wrong, is it works great for for medical type patients uh, who are who are seeing a doctor for an ailment. It can help them basically learn how to take their medicine better. You know what I what I've come to understand about the recreational market is that there there is there is a segment that it for for whom it's a recreational drug. You know, back when there used to be parties or music festivals and stuff like that, uh, it, it, it was used in that context. But I think a lot of people who consider themselves recreational patients they still have wellness goals for their usage. Like the reason they're using it, you know, after a hard day of work, you have dinner with the family and you're going to chill and watch TV or whatever. Instead of having a glass of wine or a beer, you can have, you know, five milligram chocolate and, and it helps you relax and unwind. So it's like, and I consider that a wellness act. Like you're, you're trying to improve your well-being. It's a, a way you can do that, 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 that is far as it seems, it doesn't have any terrible side effects, or, you know, hopefully that continues to be the case as doctors get to know it, or as researchers get to know it more. But, uh, um, but it seems to be, uh, um, that even recreational people are using it for wellness related goals. You know? Yeah, it does seem to be the case. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. The, uh, self-medicating for, for whatever right. reason. <laughs> and, and a lot of people in states that don't have any kind of program where it is legal, a lot of those folks, even if they're getting it from some street dealer, it's right. because they need to self-medicate. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's what pushed this whole industry along, really, right. is, is those folks. Yeah, So exactly. as an endurance athlete and all these things, how have, how have your, how's your experience with cannabis affected all of your performance and, and just practice and things like that? In a lot of ways, I think it's really, it's really helped, which is maybe a funny thing to say. But um, just to some people, at least. But like I said, I used to, you know, I'm 46 now. So with the miles I put on my body, my, you know, my knees hurt, and my back hurt. And, you know, I used to very regularly, I'd, I'd have the Costco size jars of Advil. And I'd, you know, after taking the wrong kind of step or the wrong kind of turn, you know, I'd have a sore back and I'd be taking my Advil. And, and without even realizing it, as I started to use cannabis regularly, I never, I just never even think about taking Advil anymore. You know, I, it's just, it, and, and I think I, so I think it, it's, I don't, I, that's a, that's not a good study because that's a, a, a study of one. So the scientists will prove that out better than I can, but I hurt less, you know, and so that, and that helps me exercise more because it, it's not as hard to recover from it. Uh, and then the other thing that's, that's, that's been one of my favorite pandemic activities is I go out for a long hike and I have a, a, a certain amount of edibles usually for me before I go on the hike and, and it just lets me focus on what I'm, I, I, I can focus on what I'm doing. All of a sudden I'll be 12 miles into something and I'll realize I've been down so many rabbit holes thinking about how to make jointly better and thinking about, you know, the book I'm reading and it can really enhance the experience. And, and I think it's had a positive influence really. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. This, uh, there's a lot of focus and especially within my show, I want to focus on the medical aspects of things. And um, when you start drifting into the wellness world, things like spiritual experiences become really important. And I, I would put that kind of hike into a, a spiritual wellness sort of category. Right. And yeah, cannabis is so great for that. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's been so essential to my kind of mental well-being during this pandemic time too, because you're, you know, a lot of the things we used to do 
to unwind and relax or, you know, go to concerts, go to the bar with friends, go to, go to a music festival. Those have been off the table for a while now. So you, it's been a uh, good to find other, uh, other avenues to have those experiences. Yeah. Whatever helps. I think <laughs> depending on what state you're in, anywhere from 30 to 50% increase in cannabis sales during the pandemic. Is that what it is? Wow. That's a, that's, it's not a surprise, but that's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nine different States doubled yeah. their cannabis sales wow. last year. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> wild. It's pretty wild, but it just goes to show what an important medicine it is and, Good. and how yeah. helpful and, it can be. And what a time to be alive too. Like I just, when I was preparing for, to, to talk to you, I listened to your last episode where somebody's using nanotechnology to make novel delivery methods for can- cannabinoid. I mean, come on, like just like, it's, it's so exciting to, to be a part of this industry right now with the, with all the different things happening and hoping it becomes accessible to more and more people uh, as time goes on. Yeah, it is so exciting. And it's so exciting to be, you're, you're in California and they've had a program for 25 years and people have been part of the industry for that long, yet right. it feels brand new. There's so much opportunity out there. There's so much exploration and and uh, companies like yours are starting to lift that stigma and it's exciting. Yeah. When I when first started to make the first few prototypes of jointly, I, I, I kept looking around to see I was sure somebody would have thought of the idea already, you know, and that's the, that's the really fun thing about this industry is there's, there really is so many, so much opportunity in so many different ways that we can all take this and, and that it's, it's going to be a, a, hopefully a fun ride. I'm looking forward to seeing what I can do with jointly. Yeah. I'm looking forward to see what you can do too. And we'll be riding this thing together. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So let's go into, before I ask you the last question, is there anything that you'd like to touch on that we missed out so far? I can't think of anything. You know, we're a small enough company right now, right, right now. And, and although we're the, the users are, you know, we're getting hundreds of downloads a day now and stuff like that. Like literally if you're a user out there who's using the app and you can think of anything that would make it easier to use or better, like if you email jointly, I'll see it. I, I obsess over the feedback we get from from users. So if if there's some researcher out there who's like, oh, I looked at your 15 factors, you're missing this really important thing that, that you should help people track. Like, I want I want to know. So I because we've been since we launched in April, I've we've published I think 25 updates to the app, and each of those updates has a bundle of improvements. And and I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna keep doing that, making it better as, as long as I can, basically. So so. So I invite people to to share their feedback with me if they if they have it. Yes, do that. Everybody listening. <laughs> help him make it better. Help yourself get better. All these things. All right. So the last question. What is the one change that you would love to see in the medical cannabis industry as soon as possible? That's a good question. Well, an obvious answer, I guess, top of the list was I, I wish it was legal federally. You know, that, that's, that's an, but that, that seems like an easy, obvious answer is like, it's sad to me. Like I never really suffered from severe anxiety, like the way, the way some people can, it was just mild. Like I'm just kind of an anxious person. You can probably hear it in my voice and the relief the cannabis brought me made my life better. Right. And there's all these people out there who are suffering. Like you said, all these people suffering from chronic pain that don't either don't know or don't realize or haven't been educated on potential benefits. And, and I think legalization will help that because I, I was a person who, when it was illegal, I didn't use it because it was an illegal drug. People, people, people can all do whatever they want. 
uh, I'm, I'm not going to judge. But for me, at least, it, it never it never even occurred to my mind to do it until it was, oh, they've got a program that makes it legal. And so I think legalization will really help speed that along because if 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 we all collectively through our votes and our representatives say, hey, this thing that's out there, this plant, you can you can use it. You can and it's OK. You're not going to be put in jail for it or lose your job or whatever all the, you know. Um, and so I think uh, even though it's a bit of an obvious answer, I think that's the thing that would make the biggest difference, because then that the general sentiment would cascade throughout the industry, recreational, med- uh, medical everywhere. And then, yeah, and then more people can feel better. <laughs> It would have a huge effect all of a sudden. I, I think I saw the statistic. There's something like 55, 56% of people that were surveyed said that they won't use cannabis, that if they hadn't used cannabis, the reason that they didn't is because it's illegal. Oh, really? Okay. So I'm not it's, alone. <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone at all. It's it's a big concern for people. And yeah. that would eliminate that immediately, which would be so helpful. And and pe- people have already built all this infrastructure, all these doctors and and brands and stores and and it would just welcome more people in into the into the system into the opportunity you know it sure would well david thank you so much for your time it's been a pleasure to speak yeah, thank to you. you it's been great talking to you yeah and i everybody that's listening download this app jointly j-o-i-n-t-l-y just like it sounds download the app help this industry along i see this as an incredible tool that really will move this industry forward and give doctors the tools that they need to be able to help their patients more and give patients the tools that they need to help themselves because oftentimes physicians don't have the answers when it comes to cannabis. And this is a tool to take your medicine, to take your health into your own hands. And I can't thank you enough, David, for really helping that along. Thank you. Thanks for doing the show.